All right. Let's do it. You ready? Yep. Let's do you it. Ready? Are you ready for the dream to begin? Oh. I'm, I can feel my heart racing already. We're, uh, Palms are sweating. We're ziplining all the way back to 2005. And uh, what a year. Socceroos qualified for the World Cup. This is this is the intro, by the way. We just we just started. We're just talking. Um, go. In the city of dreams, Santiago. What are you doing? Santiago Munez had a day job and a night job, but every other moment he lived for the game. He's quite a player. What's your name, son? Santiago Munez. If you get yourself to England, Newcastle United will give you a trial. That's a big club. Very big club. He'll pursue a dream 6,000 miles from home. From Touchstone Pictures. It is now quite a day for this young man. One man's extraordinary journey. That's my son. That's my boy, Santiago. Is about to begin. The dream begins. All right, Tommy, I'll throw to you straight up. I want, I don't want facts. I don't want anything like that. I want your visceral emotions and thoughts that first jump out of your mind when you hear that trailer, when you think about this movie, when you rewatch this movie. I just, I think American trailers are so different to Australian trailers, the way that they just so simply portray what's happening in the film. He had a job. He had another job. Like, well, Rob done. Schneider is a stapler. <laughs> Fucking like 80% of Americans have two jobs. It's not. <laughs> I, this film was such a huge part of my childhood. And looking back on it, when we rewatched, oh, when, yeah, when we rewatched it, um, I got all that same excitement that I did last time. Did you? And tried to push out all of the negative adult criticisms that i have about movies and shit now mm. <laughs> all i really want to see is santiago score bangers and he does he scores bangers on the he most bangers yeah frivolous trial reasoning of all time yeah i um i to be honest didn't even really like this movie much when i was younger either and it's, how come i don't know i don't know i think it's just I watched a lot of sport when I was a kid as well. Um, I was one of those kids that like, while there'd be a game happening, I wouldn't be off like running around with the footy. I'd be watching, like watching it unfold. And then like watching movies like Goal, uh, Bend It Like Beckham's another one. I just couldn't get into the the sport scenes. I just couldn't do it. And then, I don't know, there's just something very cheesy hanging over it. But obviously when this movie came out, the hype around it was just such a massive deal. And I know, like you said, it's like it was like a massive part of a lot of a lot of people our age, and may, probably younger as well. A big part of their childhood. Yeah, it's a big Premier League selling exercise, and with all the brand endorsements, the you know it was a properly FIFA endorsed film. The whole um, I think Adidas were on board, and obviously with all the celebrity cameos throughout the thing. Yeah, um, it's just a big. It felt like a big marketing exercise with every sporting cliche you could possibly throw into one melting pot 
And they, yeah. they didn't even bother taking any out. They were like, you know what? We're going to make his dad die. And we're going to make his friend get severely injured. And we're going to yeah. pair him up with the, with the party boy striker and you know, make him realize that he's only got a few years left in the game. He's wasting his talent. All the tropes. Every, tri- every tri- you know, an alternate title of this movie could be goal, a cliche. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels a bit like that. I think what, um, definitely, I remember when I was younger, I was actually, even this time around, I actually had forgotten how many like famous people had a little cameo in there. Mm, like, right, do you want to yeah. have a, do you have a string of names there? I don't have a list, but I can well, remember wanna... obviously Beckett when he meets Beckham in the club and yep. then he he go he rushes off to tell Gavin he's just met David Beckham and he's chatting yep. to uh, Zidane and is it Raul? Yeah, Raul. And they joke about Gavin in Spanish together. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing <laughs> with this guy? <laughs> so um, that's pretty funny. That's a genuinely funny bit of the movie. I guess we'll um we might as well jump into we were just gonna we've got a bunch of scenes written down i guess that we were gonna just talk about we're not gonna go chronologically through the movie but um we could have done a watch along (laughs) it just brings me to this other one where he's in the gym doing the leg workout and alan shearer walks in (laughs) so you done with him mate and then he just like cranks it right up and does one (laughs) leg one leg and he's like just has a little laugh at it oh it's great great stuff Take, what does he takes it off the 10 kilo, puts it on the 55 or something? He's like, yeah, yeah this is how a real right. man works out. Welcome to the English game. Alan Shearer is a real man. Alan Shearer's cameo is probably the best of them all because <laughs> he doesn't say anything really. He just looks at him and you know, you know that yeah. he's a god in this part of the world. And it's funny because they, they cast like Santiago's having absolutely no idea what Newcastle is, where it is who any of the players are yeah. never once they never once sort of recognize that Newcastle have really good, like legendary footballers there at the club as well. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think of that. Did you find it weird that he had not a single clue about the premier league and he's supposed to be, you hear it in the trailer football was his life. And you're like, yeah, well, how come he doesn't, doesn't he seem doesn't a massive a part Ge- of his life. Doesn't know what a Geordie is. Like New- I knew what a Geordie New- was before. Newcastle. The Newcastle. There's that scene where he's like, tune, what's the tune? Like Looney Tunes? And it's like, oh, you dumb yank. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, it's, I was going to say on Aaron Shearer, Alan, Aaron, Alan Shearer. Um, <laughs> his, his shitty older brother. <laughs> he makes a cameo in another movie uh, that we might do. It. I know we want to do a bunch of football movies and stuff, um, but purely Belter is one. I don't know if you've seen it, but I haven't seen about it. these two, two Newcastle lads trying to save up enough money to get season tickets, and they go and hang around outside like the training ground and that, and they try and uh, they ask Alan Shearer for season tickets. Yeah, see if he it, and he's oh, he just tells him to get stuff. He's like, you're kidding, <laughs> you're kidding, aren't you? And then they steal his car. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that. It's not really a football movie. I guess the whole point is they're trying to save money to get tickets to go to the football but you know yeah. it's, it's more it's about almost like it's like life in Newcastle. yeah, yeah. <laughs> constantly yeah. lining up so i'll jump into this one here i've got the uh he chucks the cardboard shinies on 
Oh yeah, they're when playing like late. they're playing in a dirt park. <laughs> I tried to get a look. I don't think the goals in this scene are even proper size. But he has to, really? wear, but he can't come on unless he wears shin pads. So, so he rips the cardboard. Iconic, iconic. It still gets the um. Every Sunday league ground has had someone make a joke about this. Even this year, I would have thought it always gets a run. The cardboard shin pad joke um, could be the most iconic scene of the film. Yeah, yeah. We get to see on a um on the team bus. Do you know the name of the team he plays for in LA? Uh, no, it's abbreviated like ACM or something, isn't it? No, it's written on the side of their bus in full. Okay, it's, I uh, this. What, what is it? Los Americanos Juvenes. Oh, okay. Which translates to... Their Pussy team killers. is called... <laughs> Pussy killers. <laughs> Young Americans. Oh, okay, good. Just add to the oh. cliché. Add to the cool. cliche. Keep adding. They should um, have put dreamers in there somehow. Fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I've got is the first time the uh, the scout sees him play. And it's like, <laughs> he like, Santiago's running at this dude on the halfway line. I don't know why he's like, everyone's in front of him all the time, even though he's like a striker. Um <laughs> The first time the scout sees him, he skins a guy doing a Cruyff turn. But it's basically like you watch it again and the defender is just <laughs> he plants both feet and he just stands there. Like, lets him. Lets him do it. Lets him skin him. Must have known the scout was there. Um, but he's an ex-scout, old Glenn Foy. Um, and then he like approaches him and he's just like, oh, yeah, I just I bumped into a sports agent on the plane. And he's going to somehow get him to go watch. Like, what world are we in? He's just bumped into a sport agent on the plane. I can't even remember why this guy was even at the soccer ground. His uh, his grandkids were playing his on the other pitch That's, randomly okay. for yep. Los Americas, That's for the young Americans. Right. I don't yeah, know. and he's like, he's really like enthusiastic about it. And they're like five years old. He's one of those. Yeah, he's going to live his life now through yeah. his grandkids. Or this young Mexican kid apparently as well vicariously through mexicans that's what he wants to do yeah actually a humanitarian he's just he's trying to make sure these guys have futures yeah did you it did make me laugh that they had to make him illegal as well undocumented like it has absolutely no it it gives nothing to yeah i had i did have a note about this yeah yeah (laughs) it's like it doesn't add anything to the plot at all he could have just been like you know, had Mexican parents living in America. Yeah. And, you know, they talk about, you know, the sacrifices they went through to get there. Fine. Done. But easy. Doesn't, you know, doesn't mean that they have to add in, you know, the convoluted train to Mexico City so we can fly to London and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really added some unnecessary movements. There's also that, like, because at the start of the movie, they have the part where they're like running into America. And, um, yeah. I guess this is where, like, because it's a, it's a kids movie. I guess, isn't it? In so, in a lot of ways, it's like PG. I think so, yeah, I think yeah. so. Like, it should be a kids film. Young teens, yeah. <laughs> but like, they're crossing the border, and he drops his ball, 
Yes. And he stands there for like 30 seconds, looking back at the fence, looking back at the ball, looking back at the fence, looking back at the ball. Oh, can I leave my soccer ball? Like, mate, you're moving to America. You're going to get, you can get a fucking another ball. They're everywhere. On, <laughs> yeah. And his dad's standing there. Santiago! He's just like he's constantly yelling at him. He's constantly yelling at him. He hates him. The unsupportive father, like you mentioned. But yeah, the that, completely unnecessary that, jumping the border yeah. part of this movie. It's it, it's interesting because the first scene is kind of like the whole premise of the movie, and you watch it play out over and over and over and over again, just in slight, ever so slightly different circumstance. It's Santi it, defying people's yeah. expectation of him for the football. I get the. Uh... Yeah, I get the point of like going for the, we get it though. Like we get the hardships of like, you know, migrants that have to jump countries and stuff. I don't think this movie is that kind of movie. No, it, it does. It does nothing to explain, you know, the migrant struggle at all. And it doesn't even, it doesn't really add motivation for Santi to succeed or, and it doesn't prove to be like a stumbling block in him coming home for the funeral either. He just makes a decision not to go back. Yeah. Um, they just avoid it all. It's just weird. It's it's just really weird. It almost feels like for an American to, to believe that a Mexican can go and do something, they yep. need to have first illegally emigrated to America or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, have you got a, we'll go one for one, but have you got a scene you wanted to mention? I I really liked the scene where Foy calls the manager directly in the middle of the night. <laughs> he's, just, he's got his old manager. Uh, he's got his old number still saved in his book. He's like, hmm, yeah. I've only got one chance at this. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ring him in the dead of night. The guy that fired me. Yeah, the guy that fired me. I'm not disgruntled about it either. It's just how I'm going to open the conversation with. He just that part where he's like, Why are you calling me in the middle of the night? And he checks his watch. He's like, Oh, yeah, I'm in California. And you're like, Yeah, that's the old uh, consider it once just to really spell it out to the audience in case we didn't realize why Glenn rang someone and it was dark there. (laughs) They really spell it out. Did you know that England is a different time zone to America? Yeah, and he, what is he like? What's his name? Dornhelm. Mr. Dornhelm. Mr. Dornhelm. Yeah, and he gives him a uh, gives him a trial. A mix just... between um, Jurgen Klopp and Arsene Wenger, if you ask me. Yeah. yeah we didn't is. even know Klopp existed He's, uh, yet. Played by Marcel Lures, who is a Romanian, Romanian actor. There you go. Cool. Is Best it... known for his work on Disney films. <laughs> is he? <laughs> yeah, Did I think you... that's what it just said. Did he? Uh, uh. Okay, yeah, download. His work includes voiceovers for Disney. There you go. He has a nice voice. I bet he's in Beauty and the Beast. He does have a, not, he does have a nice voice. Probably the candlestick Dawn or something. Helm. Yeah. He always just seems to be standing in places throughout the movie. <laughs> Isn't that like, what managers do? <laughs> we'll, go, we'll just go to it now, but the first time... The first time he actually goes to the stadium... Santiago and he goes with Glenn and they like drives him there and um, <laughs> just somehow he's allowed to just walk in with this kid. Yeah. A guy well, who was a guy who's been fired and who, and is just like harboring a Mexican walks into this, <laughs> walks into the stadium and Mr. Dornell just standing in the, the raceway there, like in the, the area 
just like looking out at the stadium for no reason at all. Like I think they just wanted some St. James Park shots. Um, Because after that, like he tells him to go get his stuff and go to the training ground. And like (laughs) Gavin Harris rocks up here as well. And he's like driving in, drives in, parks his car, like near the corner. In the race. Yeah. He's like, you're late for training. But then like everyone's going to the training ground. That's some stuff doesn't make sense. And then he sends him off to do press conference. (laughs) It's like, so he's not training. You yeah. just made a couple of dumb journalists wait. Who cares? Gavin Gavin Harris in himself is just like he's probably the best part of this movie, I think. As much as he's like predictable. No, definitely. I think he's the best character of the whole thing. And it's it's, it's such a shame that they surround him with like these really poor caricatures of football staff and fans and teammates and stuff. Because he's like the he's the only genuinely fleshed out person, even more so than Santi. Yeah, yeah, I would, this movie I'd agree with would fall that, apart yeah. without him. Um, <laughs> I just had to laugh. Like I was watching it on the lounge. Uh, Maddie was next to me, and I was just like laughing at some of his some of his lines. Like the first time you see him in the press conference, the Newcastle have signed him, and he says, "Oh, <laughs> they talk about how they've been like you know, oh, they need to win every game for the rest of the season to make the Champions League." Oh no. And then Gavin's like, it's all right. I'm here now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here. Yeah. (laughs) Also, can we also like, I know we get, we're going to get picky on some football things, Mm -hmm. but if they've signed this guy, it must be like January, the end of January at the latest. And they're like, the, the journalist is like, oh, but to do that, you need maximum points from every game in the rest of the season. There must be still like 20 games left. And Newcastle have gone on like a 20 win streak. Why why have we not seen more about the win streak? This is more like money bullshit. We should have seen how more many, about the win streak. Yeah. How many games has Kevin Harris scored in? <laughs> must we well, must not have scored because everyone thinks he's shite. So you're shite. So then who's scoring all the goals for them? And if uh. and if so, why is Gavin starting again? If he's not scoring, I know they had an yeah. injury crisis, but where's Alan Shearer in all of this? Isn't don't they play one up front? I think well, Gavin Harris is a ten, so maybe uh, he seems to play like in behind. He's their creative midfielder that they needed. I don't okay. know. He's he's their messy. Who knows? Um, I was going to talk, <laughs> talk about how um, <laughs> in the first in the first twelve minutes. They've played three, his like Los Americos, Americanos Juvenes, his team, Young Americans. Mm-hmm. They've played three games in three complete, completely different settings, right? So the first game takes place in a park with dirt, right? He has to put his cardboard shinies on. Yeah, to protect the second himself one, from the rocks. The, the second one takes place in a park with grass. That's mm-hmm. where the with like a normal amateur Better. football ground, yeah, where the uh, the Glenn sees him, the ex scout, um, and then the the next game when Glenn goes to watch him, it's in like a massive college stadium. Yeah, they're in stands and shit. <laughs> it's in a stadium. <laughs> We've gone well, from- the agent couldn't come out to the park, Sam. Come on. Yeah, it's fair. No, fair. True. True. But yeah, I was just like, 12 minutes in, we've played in like, it feels like we've been in three completely different leagues already. <laughs> three we've different countries. 
I thought the first one was just like a kickabout on dirt. The other one was an actual game. And then the third one's like, oh, oh some sort of, we're in a stadium now. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> All the on? time playing for the same team on the same team bus. Yeah. Yeah. It's like sometimes, I guess, in Sunday League, you know, how we'll end up playing on Campbelltown's second pitch and then we'll end up playing at a, a high school with all the facilities locked. <laughs> <laughs> no, Very Div 5 Sundays. No, uh, no, no showers and no canteen, no toilets. No it's just a... Well, the only thing they had a key to was the shed to get the nets out. Yeah. Unless someone brought them in the boot. <laughs> um, Car full of corner flags. <laughs> I was going to talk about the, you know, the first time a lot of movies do it really well, the sport movies. This movie doesn't quite do it. I think Fever Pitch, the Colin Firth movie about Arsenal 89 probably does it the best, but the whole, you know, going to the ground for the first time or like emerging into the stadium for like the first time. Um, really like nailing that shot. They don't really do it in this one. Instead, it's more a, it's in that scene where they're driving to the ground. Yeah, when he first gets there. Yeah, and like it kind of like the stadium kind of appears around the corner. That is really cool, but it doesn't quite do St. James's Park justice. And then you go along a bit further, like the first, I think it's Newcastle-Chelsea is the first game and they're watching Mm -hmm. together in the stands. But that's, a lot of that is obviously real footage um, but they do, they make up for it with this excellent shot of where Newcastle score. Um, they're showing that, I don't know what end it is at St. James's Park, but it's huge. Um, Must be the cop end, right? Where the terrace goes all the way up. It just keeps yeah. going and going. And then the away fans are kind of above it, above it. But you see that whole stand and you see it all erupt just at once as the goal is scored. And that yeah. really kind of makes up for, for not getting the initial, yeah. I thought some of the football scenes were actually really good and you can tell that they were they were based on real games and you could really tell when they've spliced in their own footage when Gavin's playing or Santi's playing or whatever. And the defenders all of a sudden traffic cones. Yeah, they're just actors, like young yeah. actors chasing after this older actor. None of them can play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that first, when they first see St. James's Park is kind of underwhelming, isn't it? It's not like the prettiest stadium from the outside. And it sort of pokes out and you're like, oh, this is kind of depressing. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be that excited to play there. <laughs> and then, but then you get in there and you see the magnificence of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The football scenes were really fun. And did you, I was trying to look up some, um, some cool facts about goal. Not that many cool facts in hindsight. No. But one of the, one of the more interesting things were all of the scenes that you can see of Santi shooting, um, including the, the rip-roaring free kick we'll get to. They're all shot of Laurent Robert. Do you remember him as yeah. the, the lightning-fast yeah. Newcastle winger? So he's I remember hearing about Santiago. this. Yeah. Because um, when you watch like Santiago, when he, uh, when he takes like free kicks and stuff, when you, you watch him run up, mm. well, I can't, guy can't move. No. It, how, where how do they pick times? this guy? How many times do you see him take a shot and his technique gets worse over time rather than the better? The way he runs up to the ball, like when he's after his, after his dad's died and he goes <laughs> running, runs back to the training ground. And he's like, nope, I'm staying. I'm here. And then he like runs up to hit a free kick. And he's just like, what's this guy's going to snap his ankles running like that? 
It's cold. It's just belted this ball into an empty net. The first team coach is like, uh, sir, I set all those balls up. <laughs> they do that at the um at the training ground as well. Like the first time he rocks up to training, and mm. um Gary Lewis is their reserves coach. Um great job. I think he does a really fun job. What's, I don't know the character's name, but because I've looked through the cast on Wikipedia, I've looked through the cast on IMDB. And Gary Lewis is not mentioned once. Gary Lewis is probably he's probably the there most he he's the most famous actor in this movie by far. He's done he's done heaps, but um, Billy Elliot, Gangs of New York, a few off mm-hmm. the top of my head, but yeah, he's in so many me. English and Scottish movies. Um, but it's almost like he didn't want his name attached to this, so it's just <laughs> unless. You know, unless the people who made the movie, I don't even know who directed it, don't deserve to. Uh, Danny Cannon. I don't know if they thought, oh, you know, we'll have, we won't, we won't bill him. And then it'll just be a surprise for the audience to see <laughs> Gary Lewis when he comes on screen. We're like, oh, I didn't know Gary Lewis was in this movie. <laughs> There's a couple, like um, one of Gavin's mates is the, prime antagonist out of green street i think it is um who does he play i can't remember the character's name now but he's in heaps of films the guy that takes the photos and sells it to the paper yeah oh that guy yeah he's in everything yeah yeah um but again not listed not mentioned and one of the bigger actors yeah there was a few other like cameos as well like um brian johnson from acdc yeah, that's right. Is the, the Newcastle fan sitting in the bar? Was like, oh, have the chair, lad. Come sit in the bar. Oh, no yeah, way. Brian Johnson, yeah. Uh, but anyway, talking about how <laughs> Gary Lewis comes in. He's the the reserves coach. And um, they just take him outside. They take Santiago outside and then just sub him in, sub him into training. No warm-up. He's literally just run outside and seen rain for the first time, which they make yeah. a big point of. And um, and he's just straight in like to like Premier League reserves training with no warm-up. Like he's just in. Nothing. And this guy, this is when I started to think about he would never have been coached properly in his life. So he's got no idea about tactical setup. Even nah. when he says go play out wide right, I think, does he know exactly what that entails? Like what he has to do? I think, yeah, I think he does because, um, you know, we all, we've all managed. I never played soccer till I was 18, but I knew all the positions and things. So I'm sure yeah, Santiago guy, knew. This guy didn't know who Newcastle United were. <laughs> He's supposed to be a mega fan. Didn't you hear the trailer? Football is his life. It's his life. It's his life. I think maybe but, he should have just stuck to like freestyling. Maybe freestyling's his life. Yeah, the movie came just before what what are they called the F two or whatever they are. I don't know. <laughs> the freestyling. Um, oh, it reminds me of that scene where he's juggling when he first gets to the UK, and it's to, instead of giving the ball back to the school kids, he just stands there juggling it. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh the cringe, and then like <laughs> is that kid comes? I was like, oh man, can we have that ball back? And the other one's just like, hmm, quite tasty. <laughs> quite oh, tasty. You, you just know the kids are thinking, we only get 15 minutes of recess, can't give me the ball. Yeah, I know. I hate that. Just give me my ball back, man. I've got to go back to class in a sec. 
Um, Little do they know, he's about to be their new hero. Can we talk a bit about Newcastle's reserve setup? Oh, in what way? Can we? <laughs> How grim it is. Why? Why do they have? Why is their captain a thirty-three-year-old has been, or a never been, who bullies his teammates and <laughs> kicks his fellow players at training stuff? Like, is that what? Is that what football is? Is that? that I think that's is? what Resi's. That's what Resi's football is. It can't He's be just at that level. Surely and not. As a, a centre back as well. Yeah. You would think, why Why on earth would you be so mean to the new flair player coming into the team? I know. That scene know. where he crushes his he cru- Asper inhaler. Yeah, I was going to get to that. <laughs> but like, that's some next level villain shit. He could yeah, have died. He could have died. Killed him. <laughs> that whole thing of him lying about having asthma as well, because he thinks he's not going to be able to play professionally. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Even the stump, like even, even like the stumbling blocks they put in his way to ex- like it, you know getting to his dream, they're not even real stumbling blocks because no. the the biggest stumbling blocks is getting recognized and getting the opportunity, and that is the most fortuitous, bit, like bit of fantasy yeah, yeah. in the film. That is yeah. the fanta- That that's the actual fantasy. Well, it, is yeah, rocking I, up to Newcastle cool. doorstep. It is like they do sell it as the dream begins. So that, you know, that kind of fits the narrative a bit there. But then like this maybe, other stuff, maybe. this other if stuff had... they throw in, it's just like, oh, we need more yeah. hurdles. We need more hurdles for Santiago to get over. Yeah. Yeah. We need more. We need more things for the climax. We need more fucking resolution. Yeah. But even that, the, the dream begins. I'd rather see him as like a youth product playing on the streets of Mexico first and then getting drafted into an academy team and then getting recognized properly. This yeah. whole... The whole thing, it almost, it makes you feel like you can become a professional. And I think that's what it's trying to sell you as a kid. Because then you grow up thinking, oh my God, if I just excel in the park one day, a Glenn Foy type character is going to make all my dreams come true. Yeah. Someone's going to be there and send me to Newcastle. (laughs) Yeah. That's not to say all movies are realistic and stuff, but you know, I was, how old was I when this came out? 12. I was 12. Yeah. And it made me think for a few years, yeah, shit, I could be a professional. <laughs> Playing for fucking Monopoly C teams. <laughs> Why not? Why couldn't I? Um, yeah, he's like, a total jerk, that guy. Yeah, he's just an asshole. And I don't really know why. And then they kind of like savage him a bit where he like, uh, one of the opposition players for, I'm not sure, it might be QPR, absolutely drops Santiago. Uh, hell dirty tackle. And then he gets him back, sticks up for him. And they're like, ah, oh, they're having a laugh on the pitch now. They're mates. <laughs> I mean, this, guy, this guy tried to kill you, literally kill you. <laughs> you couldn't breathe, Sandy. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. If I walk into a club and the reserves captain treats me like that, <laughs> going home. Like your first day at a club and he treats you like shit. And then your first game, he... Crushes your fucking, crushes your inhaler. Like, uh, I'm out. Like, that's me done. I'm going to HR. I'm putting in a fucking workplace bullying claim here. HR. This is not right. Yeah, where's Newcastle's? Well, I mean, Newcastle's HR now would be going overtime. So maybe they've got their hands full. (laughs) They would be. (laughs) Um, 
just some other little stuff I had here, like the uh, the over the top business wanker, who's like like the agent. Another, oh yeah, really unnecessary part of the story, I guess. He's just and he's just such an over the top wanker. I guess they wanted him to be, but like, you know, he's meant to go and watch Santiago, and he's like, he's at a party, and he's like, oh no, nah, look, mate, I'm in a meeting, I'm busy, all right. And he's always just constantly like ragging on. And then he he wants to represent Santi as his manager. And then uh, Glenn says he's representing him. And he has this like look on his face. It's like, oh, what? Like, I can't believe this has happened to me. Like, he's fine. He doesn't give a shit. He's managing a bunch of other dudes. And he's got all this money. He doesn't give a crap. He's got Gavin Harris. He just sold it for 8 million pounds in 2005. That's insane. (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't need it. Look at all the parties and all the alcohol he's consuming, all of the drugs that he's stuffing up his nose. He does not need Santi. He doesn't need Santiago. I guess the um, the eventual transfer to Real Madrid would have been tasty if he could have taken a slice of that. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need it, no. But do any of these men need it, Sam? Is that, the, is that what the message of the story is? Let's not go down that road. Well, no, there's this, there's a tiny, tiny little scene with Gavin's girlfriend where they actually dip their toe into like the pitfalls of fame. And his Santi's girlfriend kind of alludes to it as well. I don't like footballers. My dad used to be a rock star. I don't like fame, but they just, again, they just touch on it a little bit. And it's a, it's actually kind of a sad scene where you find out how Gavin and his missus met and is, she's saying, I was one of those girls in the party. And you're like, right. Like this is, you're actually touching on something kind of, um, yeah. meaningful here and yeah. then they just let her leave and she never comes back into the film again yeah because I think they they struggled maybe for like what they wanted this movie to be mm. and then at the end of the day everything kind of has to come back to Santiago so he has his kind of romantic interest who he decides to leave uh, but then comes back obviously because he's you know decides he's not, not to go to his dad's funeral yeah because he well, never got, watched him, Sam. You got anything else? I <laughs> uh, thought the how's um, the fucking blood pressure line when he's getting his he's getting his blood pressure taken. And oh, she's, I saw it coming a mile away. Oh no! <gasps> I just she would have heard that a hundred million times. Hundred million what, times. What is it about Santiago that makes her smile still? It's just so forced. It's so forced. <laughs> what does they he say? It's like. It's probably a little high because you're so close. To, you're standing you so nice. close. You smell yeah. nice. Oh my well, god! Kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, um, it's always interesting in these like. There's always a concocted romanticism between like the nurse and the one of your characters that goes and sees them. And they're never like. Well, they're always pretty decent looking, aren't they? The nurse. Yeah, Nurse Harmison's pretty for sure. Yeah. They're never like, I don't know. It's not real. It's never like the nurses I get to see. <laughs> it's not like the nurses administering my uh, COVID vaccine. That's for sure. Yeah. The, yeah. I was going to say something. I won't. Um, <laughs> how about when um, I'm, this is more like a, for like probably a shout for the best quote, but um. When Gavin wakes up late at that lady's house 
and he goes downstairs and his car's on like blocks. Someone's taken the tires. <laughs> yeah, they bricked it. <laughs> and those those kids run up and um one of them yells out, been shagging them armitage sisters. You're not the first. <laughs> Classic Geordie lines. The kids, the kids really are the come through of the whole film, aren't they? Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Every line quoted by a young fella in the film is brilliant. Yeah. And then that kind of that scene, that's how he ends up. He calls the taxi. So they get in the taxi and go to the ground and well, Santiago's in a taxi to the airport. Yeah, it's so and this, I get cabbie, it to feel... this cabbie's the only one that can swing by and pick up Gavin. Mm. Excellent. The same cabbie that later in the film turns off work so he can go watch the game. So <laughs> I'm slammed, mate. He goes into the pub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Into the pub with <laughs> Brian Johnson. <laughs> there must be a shortage of cabbies in Newcastle. That's all I can I don't think. Know. It's um, not it's not a, <laughs> it's not as good paying a job as we think. I had another one. I don't actually have I didn't write it down here, but when he's when Santiago first gets to Newcastle and he's sitting in that like a chippy, I think, or something, or a oh, he's shop the, or something. The the black pudding. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and um he says he's from LA. And I think that guy, that guy is like, oh, do you know Catherine Zeta Jones? <laughs> She's a cracker, like. <laughs> There's a oh, bit yeah, of that man. throughout. Someone asks him if he knows Charlie's Theron at a point as well. That's the one, Charlie's Theron. Charlie's, you know Charlie's Theron. She's a cracker, like. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's how LA yeah. works. Everyone in you know LA just knows. <laughs> Knows uh, Charlie's there on. Yeah, she gets around. She's like the Armitage Do you know sisters. Alan Shearer? You're from Newcastle. Do you know Alan Shearer? I mean, I've heard Oh, of you're from Newcastle. Do you, do you know him? Yeah. You know the Armitage sisters? Yeah, they get around. <laughs> the Armitage sisters. <laughs> going out. It's not a three-way. <laughs> my, um, my favorite part of the film is where Santi wins the penalty against... Is it in the last game against Liverpool? No, or is it against? It's, it's in his Fulham. first. It's in his debut when he gets subbed on. It might be Fulham. Yeah, yeah when he gets subbed on for the first team for the first time. He gets yeah taken down, wins the pen. Gavin Harris takes it, stutter step, blasts it, and then shushes the home crowd. Like <laughs> Gavin Harris, you party boy. What are we gonna do with you? <laughs> what are we gonna do with you, Gavin? <laughs> Anyone that shushes the home crowd after getting a bit of stick is yeah. number one in my book. Yeah. Especially Fulham. What a Fulham. Or Fulham, as Fulham. said, he exclaims at the end of the movie. Fulham? The you Fulham know the game. Fulham game? Oh, don't. Oi, don't. We are going to get to the end of the movie. Don't worry about that. We will. Crowning glory. There's dude. a big Crown piece of the ending that we will get through pretty shortly. Um, let me just ro- let me just roll through some of some of my funny yeah go my favorite it. moments the the seven times he eats mud absolute shit in <laughs> a, a stunning <laughs> montage of mediocrity <laughs> it is like a, it feels like a five minute montage of his face just hitting the ground and, go, and hearing that slapping sound <laughs> <laughs> just pull out of a challenge for once man stop falling over your baby giraffe. <laughs> He's on skates. 
they don't wear they don't wear cleats in America because they play on dirt. <laughs> He's brought his ASICs trainers to training. <laughs> he literally ate mud like fifteen times in that little clip. <laughs> oh man. And then the the next scene where um, Foy crashes the fancy dinner and like sits down with the manager. He's like, just give him a month. And I'm thinking, and he crashes just, it. Yeah, it's like, or you could just leave the party you're severely underdressed for, sir. Yeah, Get you're not out. invited. <laughs> you weren't invited. I'll only be a minute. He told me I could meet him here. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. You're such a liar. <laughs> Get out. If anything, oh. it showed me that scouts are worse than agents. And I don't think that was supposed to be the point of the film. No. Uh, prime Martin Tyler in this. He looks young, healthy, and excited in his voice again. That was nice. He doesn't, he doesn't commentate games now like he used to. You can tell he's sort of lost a little bit of enthusiasm <laughs> for it. No, he's, uh, he's, he's, lost, he's lost it a bit. Um, uh, he's not even on FIFA anymore. He doesn't, I don't know. He, he hasn't been good for a while. He's probably hanging up and retire. But in this movie, it's like peak Martin Tyler. It's so good. It is, yeah. That's the voice that resonates with the Premier League. And, you know, like we said, it's a marketing exercise and they sell the league very well in this film. It does make you want to watch it and enjoy it more. Yeah. Uh, I guess, and the only other one I had... Um, just the stirring and it goes well now to the, if we're going to do the Liverpool game, the, the pre the stirring pre-match um, fucking thing from the coach where yeah. it sits everyone down. You're just kind of waiting for the inspirational words. It's like, you know what to do fellas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really professional coaching. They're Biggest playing over the season playing Liverpool. <laughs> you know what to do. Just win. Guys, you know what to do. Score more oh, there, goals than they do. There was another one where they put the stirring inspirational music behind the manager telling Santiago to pass. <laughs> like, yeah. This is the big monumental breakthrough that the manager yeah. has with his player. See the ball? It travels further and faster than you. So they, yeah, he Brilliant. pulls him aside at training and he like tells him to run to the goals. Then he kicks a ball over his head. Yep, the music kicks up. Why do you think? Why do you think I did that or something? And he's like, "Oh, to show me you could score from halfway." <laughs> I told him to leave. Santiago, get out. <laughs> Diego, <laughs> Santiago, get out. I did a quick scan here. I was just trying to find a compilation of Santiago Munez eating dirt on YouTube. I thought there would be one, but there isn't. But I did find a video be. called Lithuania, woman who eats nothing but soil. <laughs> it's the <laughs> same thing. Essentially the same. Uh, uh, that's basically what Santiago Munez did. I'm going to open that in a different tab so I can watch it later. <laughs> a 52-year-old woman who has defied nature. There's also a video here titled Full Ham. Yes. Full Ham, they know Full ham game. Terrible. Um, you got anything else? No, I think just overall, I still, I still wanted to see him score goals and win. And I think yeah. that's probably the sign of a good film. Yeah, overall, I the guess. film sucks, um, but it's definitely, 
it's followed me and it's 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 got a soft spot in my heart. I have a um I was getting excited watching it. Before we do we'll do the ending in a sec because there's a bit to unpack. But this question, do you think FIFA career mode based their dialogue off of goal? Definitely. They just they've stolen it. It's word for word basically. Post-match press conferences. <laughs> yeah. Um the commentary team, it's the same. What has the keeper done there? <laughs> the terrible, the chat between the um, between the coach and the players sometimes, and just like this, you mentioned it before, like when he walks in and just says, "You guys know what to do." <laughs> but this guy has like, I don't think he's got anything in his locker. This coach, he's just a book of one-liners or no-liners, and he's just walking around saying stuff like. We've got to be better than that. Like, okay. He must be a master tactician because his man management is not there. You're late for training. Now quick, go in and see the, the journos. Yeah, you're late. So you're going to go get, do a press conference and then train with the reserves. <laughs> um, <That's> sick. <laughs> That'll encourage me to get it earlier. Just not rock up at all. <laughs> all right. Should we just... Should we do the, um, we'll have a bit of a chat about, oh, I just had my other note here I had was uh, there was that bit of him, a montage of him like working and then kicking balls into bins for money. <laughs> yeah, he gambles money. it. Because <laughs> he, he's working in that Chinese restaurant. Yeah. And he's like, why can't I be a waiter? He's like, you're not Chinese. You can't be a waiter because you're not Chinese. There you go. Um, and then the other one is like, uh, fuck, where's it gone? I've lo- I've got a lot of notes. Oh, it says stupid airport line. I don't know what that means. That I wrote doesn't down, ring a bell for me, unfortunately. I wrote down stupid airport line, and then I said he gets the Hogwarts Express to Newcastle. <laughs> Is it the one where he comes in and he's like, I've got a trial for Newcastle. Then he calls Oh, the yeah. Flight attendant calls his mate over. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Says he wants to play for your club. Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my we God. We need all the hope we can get. Yes, that's the line. That's the line. <laughs> that's the line I was thinking of. Stamp approved. Yeah. Here's your visa. <laughs> need all the help we can get, but then we get in there and we find out they're on the verge of European football. Fuck yeah, off. it makes no sense whatsoever. We're getting really picky. We're getting really it, picky. It must be alluding to the injury crisis, which All just right. shows their conditioning staff are not up to it. But anyway, should we do the grand finale? Please the put us out of our misery. Goal of the century. Again, I have a couple of notes here. I'll just, technique. I'll just, I'll just read what I got. Hit it. Finale. Not even a foul. Uh, <laughs> I've got Munez is wearing a giant necklace, which no one tells him he can't wear on the field. No, um, like it's huge. It's a huge necklace. No pre-ref checks. Um, No wiping. And then after the game, Glenn just walks out onto the field with a phone. Phone. Just walks out on the field with a phone. Walks up to him, gives him a phone. Don Diego. Yeah. Makes his, his mum, way his down. His mum's on the phone. 
Makes nah, nah. his way down from the private box through the fans, though. Like, they've yeah. got their own way down to the pitch. Why no is he walking? No one the stops fans? him. No one stops him either. He's just you're nobody, Glenn. How can yeah. he just walks out on the field up to a player with a phone? Javo, original <laughs> OG Javo. There's no Weslo. They've, they've got no stadium security. Nothing. No Weslo. I'm surprised it no wasn't ACG. an all in. Nothing. But yeah, not even a foul, and he's wearing a stupid necklace that you're never allowed to wear on a field. Nor do you ever see during the game while he's playing either. That thing would bounce around like fuck, given how often he's on the deck as well. Yeah. More foul, more foul to player than Hazard or Grealish. Hey. He like accumulates more fouls than Grealish and Hazard oh, combined. Santiago, yeah. Yeah. He's so good with his feet. It's just brilliance, individual brilliance. All right, so he's taking a phone call. <laughs> that's all. That's the last bit I had was just Glenn somehow just walks out in the field. You know when I played against Fulham. <laughs> yeah, that just that whole little bit of. It's, it's not even a foul. He's got this necklace on. Gavin gives him the free kick. Don't think so. Don't think so, mate. And uh, that's that. And that's that. And even the angle from which he scores it, it's like it's a crossing position. Yeah. The way that he whips the ball, there's no, there's nothing to suggest it's going to float over the goalkeeper into the top corner. It's, it's questionable goalkeeping best, too while we're at it's it. It's a bizarre <laughs> moment. Yeah. Well, what's he, where is he at? He's not coming into the pack. <laughs> He's just standing there. The fucking thing has sailed over his right hand. I mean, when I was 12, 13, when this came out, though, seeing the goal go in, you know. It was the uh, best. Roll it was credits. uplifting. Yeah. The goal. That's Oh, that's where they should have finished it. Yeah. Not him standing on the pitch screaming. screaming. My, Fulham. Dad did, my dad did love me. He, he did see me. a game. Fulham. I wonder how guilty he felt after that, not going to his funeral. He would have been like, oh, shit. <laughs> too late to apologize. Uh, okay, Timberland. All right. Um, have you got anything else on this uh, movie or about it? Or no, I just four point four out of ten. That's what you've given it. Yeah, muddy montages. Four point four out of ten muddy montages. What's it got on IMDb? I think it rates well on IMDb, but poor on Rotten Tomatoes. IMDb might be a six or something or other. Oh, drum roll. It's a 6.7 on IMDb. That's, That's generous. outrageously high. Generous. Because I've kind of got a rule with IMDb. If it's got a seven rating, I'll just watch it. Yeah. And that's almost at the point where I would just sit down and be like, oh, okay, this should be okay. Yeah. And I this is not okay. It's not okay. And goal two is a 5.9. <laughs> Oh, that's even worse. We won't be watching uh, Goal 2. We definitely won't be doing a pod about Goal 2, I don't think, will we? I don't think there's enough in Goal 2 to do a pod about it. It it goes for an hour 55, like nearly two hours as well. The only thing it's like, uh, Goal 2 has that uh, real footage of Henri scoring at the Bernabeu. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Because they played Arsenal, knocked out Real Madrid in the Champions League quarterfinals they beat them one nil at the burnabout and then drew nil all at home um and they've used that 
goal from Henri at the Bernabeu is the footage for the because isn't that it's the Champions League final, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, between Real Madrid and the Champions League, Real Madrid and Arsenal. Yeah, <laughs> not too far from the truth. They would have made. They would have made it recently in that time period, right? Who? Arsenal when they played Barcelona. Well, the footage that year they took the footage from. They did make the Champions League final. Oh, cool! There you go. That's from that year. Like they knocked out Juve in the semis after that, and then lost to Barca mm-hmm. in the final. Yeah. Damn. Maybe they should have had him joining Arsenal instead of Real Madrid. It was the last season at Highbury. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. There you go. Just that whole concept of Santi and Gavinho going to the same club as well. Like Gavinho. Gavinho. Oh, Gavinho. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Gavinho. All right. We might wrap that there. That's goal. What a movie. We've watched it so you don't have to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, people like this though. People do like this movie though. Yes. Yeah, well, there's a, it's the nostalgia, isn't it? There's a good line in it when he's, and I think it sums up the film. Um, when he's um, they have the drink with Nurse Harmison and the, the other woman, and they're yep. talking about how she doesn't, she's not allowed to date reserve footballs, footballers or whatever. And the other woman's like, Well, as long as you're mired in mediocrity, pet, you're in with a chance. And I think that's what this film is. <laughs> what a great way to sum it up! Great way <laughs> to sum one it of their up. own lines against them, yeah. Um, so I think like moving forward, we're looking at doing. We'll definitely do Fever Pitch at some point because I think that's probably the best uh, football-based movie Certainly. around. Um, there's a good, um, well, it's not a good, but there's a new documentary on Amazon Prime made by Beckham's Productions about yeah. the, the history of the Premier League, which should be a, a very uh, bipartisan look at the <laughs> Premier League in, in be its a, early. Yeah, propaganda fest about how good the Premier League is. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to have an unholy focus on Man United. but Yeah, we'll do that. I'd like to do The Damned United at some point as well. That's an excellent movie. Yes. Um, and then Obviously any other... Bias, but yes. Great any film. other movies or docos or whatever, if people have any suggestions, hit them through. Um, yeah, let us tear apart your favorite football movie. We'll wrap this one up there. We've got another episode to come later in the week as well because the Socceroos have been in action and the A-League starts this week. Best league in the world is back.